The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. We come at you every single week here during the NFL season and the training camp leading up to it, we bring you the best podcasting Buffalo Bills coverage that could possibly exist. Sitting across from me is the big man himself, and I got to ask Big Newt, we're a week into training camp, how you living? I'm living large, man. The dog days of summer are starting to wind down. Uh, the Wool Ridge Wildcats, we had our first practice yesterday, so we starting to get in. I like the smell of the grass and the dew in the morning, and Ooh. I love all those things, man. So when the kids start strapping it up, the Bills in training camp, we can still talk about a little football. We're two days away from live football, the Hall of Fame game, the Raiders against Jaguars. Um, as of this recording, we just read about 30 minutes ago, the Ian Rappaport reported that uh, Trevor Lawrence – and uh, Travis ATN will not be suiting up. I am a little disappointed about that. I was looking forward to seeing Travis ATN since he was out last year with a leg injury. Um, but Devontae Adams, I'm, I'm eager to see him in uh, that Raiders black and silver. So I, I want to see some real football, and we're about 50 hours away from that. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game, being that it's so early in training camp, is traditionally not well played. But it doesn't matter, does it? It's like we're we're finally breaking through into football season, and I usually end up with I'm just I'm just longing so much for anything football related that I'll sit there and watch scrubs on two teams that I don't care about. I know that's right. <laughs> you know? No, and then you got the USFL stuff, and I like I don't get into that. I don't. I mean, I'm not that thirsty for football, but <laughs> I'll watch that on baseball. So. Um, this weekend, I took a uh, big fella up to uh, D.C., Nats Park, and we saw the Cardinals. They were in town. And so uh, we wound up winning that series 2-1. And then Sunday, we went to the uh, Missy's game. They played Seattle. So we got to see uh, Sue Bird in her last hurrah in D.C. So the incomparable, one of the best to ever do it. So, yeah, we had a good sports weekend. Man. I wanted to spend some time with him since we've been on the road with Simone so much. Well, that's that's a nice thing to do, and I do have the bone to pick with you. And that um, here you were in DC, you never did reach out. But well, I figured that I'm going to be seeing you in a couple of weeks because we're going to do our annual. Uh, you know, our two years is coming up here in a couple of weeks, so I figure I'll come up and devote that time strictly and only to you. So, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, 
to let the listeners out there know what we're going to be touching on today, man, there's some big news right now, and it is not Buffalo Bills related, but I don't know how you can talk about football without touching on the Deshaun Watson suspension, which appears to be, it's not official yet, but it appears to be it's going to be six games with a fine. And people have feelings on this. You are one of the people that has feelings on this, but not from the perspective that I was expecting. Talk to yeah, me. I, we touched on this before. We've been dealing with this for a year and a half now, and the ruling came out that Deshaun Watson would be serving a six-game suspension the NFL Players Association, knowing that the ruling would be minimal, that they decided they're not going to appeal it. Um, I've been reading a lot of things the last 24 hours on Twitter, which I don't think is cool. Um, but from the simple fact, you're you're more than able to voice your opinions. That's fine. I just think some of them are off base, and I might face criticism for it. And once again, we can interact on Twitter as long as you be respectful. We all know that the league has always been soft on violence towards women. I mean, yes. that's, that's well documented. Um, and I don't think that's right per se, but if you're going to talk about Deshaun Watson and to say that he needs to serve another year, then I need you to have that same energy towards Ben Roethlisberger who had rape allegations and sexual assault charges pressed against him. You also need to talk about Robert Kraft who got caught getting massages and more massages. He Mm -hmm. didn't get any kind of uh, fines or any suspensions levied upon him. So I need you to have that same energy, and I just don't see the same energy. Um, I think that what I'm seeing right now is I'm seeing people invoking Ben Roethlisberger from the perspective of he got six games from one accusation, and Deshaun Watson had 24 accusations and got the same got got the same suspension. Okay. And when you compare that to like Calvin Ridley, who got a minimum of one year for placing one fifteen hundred dollar bet on one game on his team, on his team to win that he wasn't participating in. When you compare it to those two, it seems it seems light. Yeah. Yeah. It's disproportionate, but that's why I led off what I said is they've always been soft on salt towards women. So I was expecting that. I'm just talking about specifically Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, and like we said, we talked about Ben Roethlisberger, we talked about Robert Kraft, but then let's look at the timeline of how this went down, okay? Let's review it, okay? Deshaun Watson wanted a trade out of Houston. Right. Yeah. So now all these allegations come up. All these women just magically pop pop up. Now, when they investigated it, we found out that the Houston Texans knew about these things. But you decided to, okay, you want to be a discriminant employee. I'm just going to I'm just going to make you look bad in the uh, court of public opinion. So you sat all out last year. You still paid them, but you sat out. Right. So now you finally trade them. Now, this year, you investigate. All these things come up. And as soon as Houston, Texas came out that they knew about what was going on, they they were paying these women to come there to do these things. And most of the time, it happened on their premises. It happened on their ground. 
as soon as that starts coming up in the uh, allegations or in the court, I'm sorry, in the court, then you notice how quickly we, we tied this up and sewed it up and let's get on with football. It happened almost instantly. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that makes me feel like you did it solely just to disbarge this young man in the court of public opinion. And then once you did that, it's kind of like, okay, let, let's just make it go away now. Let's pay these women off, make it go away. It's interesting because thinking of it from the perspective of the Texans, what you're creating is a distressed asset, which means if you are coming up with all of these issues, because they already paid him, he was already making a, a ton of money. If it came down to the point where you had to trade him, you have a distressed asset and you can't get as much for him. That is true. So it's <clears throat> like they're cutting, they were cutting off their nose to spite their face. Their face. And, exactly. and, I, and I don't un- understand why that would be the case. Because when you're dealing with rich people, you're dealing with egos and oh, they don't okay. care. You're not going to make me look bad. And I, I simply think that that's exactly what it is. If you want what you don't want to be here, okay, I'm going to ruin you. I don't care if I have to lose millions of dollars doing it because what's millions of dollars to me? I'm a billionaire. Right. That's why Deshaun Watson had to sit there quietly out last year and take it because Deshaun Watson, he's a quarterback. He's known he's a millionaire, but the owner is a billionaire. He's a billionaire. You're not going to be able to beat him. So he had to sit there and be quiet and watch his name get drugged through the mud. Now, if you want to talk about what he did, whether that's right or wrong, now we're talking about moral things. We're talking about moral. But he was never he was never convicted or he never went to court, uh, got charged for anything criminal. That was over quickly. So now it became civil suit. And so when you're dealing with civil suits, that one thing once you hear civil suits, all that is at that point is money. So now you got these 60 women who don't come up, come forward with their names. They're just getting paid. They don't have to have names or anything. So we just hear these numbers. Oh, it's 20 women. Oh, it's 40 women. It's 66 women. So we're in smoke. It must be fire. Well, none of these women put their name on it. There's no criminal uh, suits. It's all civil. So they just wanted to get paid off, which they did. I which did they- find it eye-opening that two grand juries met and decided that there was not sufficient evidence to try this. That said... There are some very detailed accounts of what happened. Mm -hmm. And it's disgusting. And if he did these things, there there deserves to be a punishment of some kind. Whether that remedy is financial or jail time or suspension. If he did these things, he, he probably needs a more harsh penalty than what he's receiving. We're again, we're talking about morality here. Now, the term that Kyle Brandt talked about in Good Morning Football on the NFL Network is the term nonviolent sexual assault, Mm -hmm. which keeps coming up. And it's an oxymoron. Because even if you didn't hit the person, hold them down, it doesn't matter because the act in and of itself is laced with violence and and the the perpetrator is inflicting fear on the recipient of it and that is that is a form of emotional violence and abuse 
it's it's a horrible story. I, I I hate that we have to talk about this, and I hate that the Browns made him the richest player in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I I one hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Yeah, but once you set that precedent, then you're opening up Pandora's box because once again, not and I keep going back to this. My my best my best friend played in the NFL for ten years. I was there, and was it a lot of inappropriate things involved? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, we're dealing with rich dudes with women climbing through windows and trying to get to their hotel room. So it's all this incompetent. So once again, hear my words. I agree with everything you're saying. I know. Yeah. But if you if you decide to go down this road. Then you better be able to, once again, we see it with the Texans. If you want to suspend Watson for the whole season, I'm cool with it. But Dad Gummy, you better talk about what what about the Texans? What about yeah. these owners? What about what about your boy for the Cowboys? We see all kind of inappropriate. You can Google, you can Google uh uh what's your boy with the Cowboys? Uh oh, the, owner. His name. the owner. You know what I'm oh, talking Jerry about. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, thank you. It's all kind of you can Google his name and girls, and you can see him in suites with all kind of inappropriate pictures on the internet. So you better be prepared. If you want to open up Pandora's box, then you gotta make it league wide. I'm talking about coaches, I'm talking about personnel, all that stuff that happened with the Washington Commanders. Yes. It's the owners. You better be you better the Texans need to be involved, and that, that owner who knew about it, he needs to be uh, implicated. Okay, that's my only problem. Don't just throw Deshaun Watson under the bus. That's who I'm sticking up for. And I have no dog in the race. But yes, when I see some of the things that I'm reading on Twitter, I have to say I'm pulling the card right now. We're doing this because this is a black quarterback who just got paid and people don't like it. Because like I said, if you look at the facts, I have no problem. Once again, I have no problem if you say, well, he deserves more time. But Gummy, you better go out to Jerry Jones. You better go out to the Texans. You better go out to all these other rich people who have been known to do inappropriate things. You better go out to Daniel Snyder, who's with the Washington Commanders, who all kind of inappropriate things happen on his watch in his organization. That's all I'm saying. Come yes. with when you talk to me, you better come with the same energy. I'm cool with it. Look, hey, Deshaun Watson deserves another year. Okay, but what about these people? Oh, oh, well, it ain't the thing. See, would it miss me with that? <laughs> Once you start ho humming, then you gonna have to miss me with that. If we're gonna if we're gonna tote this line, then everybody has to tote the line, not just the black quarterback. Okay, I'm sorry. So I posted on Twitter that the message from the NFL is: if you're going to commit a crime, make sure it's against women. Yeah, because I that's that. what they're going to go light on. Yeah. So is it? Let me ask you a question here, and I'm. I'm being devil's advocate. Do you think it is more about race or is it about the... Everything is about race. You cannot discuss topics in this country without being in race. And people don't want to hear that, but I'm just telling you the truth. Okay, so... People don't even want to talk about critical race theory. Oh, we don't even want to hear about it. Well, we don't want to talk about how slavery in this country is part of the history, but it might make Jimmy and Amy feel bad. It might make them feel bad, so we don't want to talk about it. So here, here's my question. Okay. When you look at the suspensions or non-suspensions that happen to owners, is it more about the economic class 
where you have the players who are the working class and the owners who are the bourgeois who are making the rules, is it more about them just having more power because they have more money? Because you know, Snyder, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, they're going to get little to nothing because the person who hands out the, the punishments is an employee of the owners. So is it more about mm -hmm. the people with more money get away with more? I've said it many times before. You, you are guaranteed to get your money's worth in two places in life, in toilet paper and attorneys. You are going to get your money's worth. <laughs> out of both of those and billionaires afford can afford better attorneys social economics have a lot to do with things i have no doubt about that but once again race has a component also and we okay. need to acknowledge that just like just like patrick mahomes uh somebody on tv described him as a, a street ball player well that's not even close to true well that's but that's offensive and because no one calls josh allen that no one called Fran Tarkenton, who used to run around for 30 yards and throw the ball. Nobody described him as that. No, they wouldn't call him street ball. They would call him playground. Yeah. Because it's softer. Mm-hmm. So now we these are the things that we're talking about within the last week. And like I said, man, I'm, I'm going to keep reiterating it. So hear my words. I know how sometimes people only want to hear the stuff that, oh, it kind of stings. If you wanted, to, if you want to suspend Deshaun Watson for a year, I am okay with it. Mm -hmm. But you need to have that same energy with the owners. That's all I'm saying. Let's make it clear across the board. You know what I'm saying? Make it black and white <laughs> per se. No pun intended. But across the board, I'm cool with it. So I'm in the middle. But let's just be real with everybody. That's that's all I'm saying. I want to address it and you make a great point make it consistent that's not yeah. asking a lot right that's that's really not asking a lot yeah i want to address something that you said because i think it's something that not a lot of our listeners can relate to you said everything is race in this country i'm white you're black in case mm -hmm. people didn't know mm -hmm. <laughs> People in my seat will tell you race is not an issue because it doesn't poke us every time we leave the house. It doesn't show up when we watch TV and we can't relate to any of the characters that are anywhere. We don't, you know, somebody in my seat, I live in Washington, D.C., a very large city. I have no concern that when I pull out in my car and I run a stop sign and a cop pulls me over for it, it never goes through my head, oh God, do I have to quickly call my parents and say goodbye? Because this could be the end. Right. So to anybody who's saying, no, race isn't everything, that's because you haven't walked a mile in Big Newt's shoes. Right. To me, it's not. And I'm not saying that because I'm naive, I'm saying that I realize society is built in my favor and I don't have the worries that you or your beautiful children have. Right. And to anybody listening who thinks that that's a prejudiced thing to say or that Newt is way off base, I'm here to tell you that sit down with the big man a couple times and talk to him about some of the things that he has run issue, run into and the issues that he's had because he's a big black dude 
And if you come at us, especially this man, see, I'm getting, I'm getting fired up right now. If you come at my boy right now and tell him that he's wrong or worse yet, you could tell him that he's wrong. We're fine with that. But worse yet, that he's mistaken because you're naive. Now I've got a problem with you. But I'm also going to say we are, and I can promise every listener this, we are more than willing to have any discussion with anybody on Twitter, and we will be respectful the entire time. You will never have us trying to dunk on you. So if you disagree with us, let's have a legitimate conversation about this. I see it a little bit differently than you do, Newt. And that's sort of what I expressed, but I don't think you're wrong either. Right. Right. And, and once again, man, it isn't everything. And, one, and I want to say that my life is pretty good. I mean, going back to the social economic uh, aspect, I live in an upper middle class neighborhood. So do I get the things that I used to get when I grew up in Northside St. Louis in probably lower middle class, upper lower class, you know, uh, situation? No. The, the schools my kids go to is way better than what I went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had metal detectors. We couldn't play night games because there was too many fights and shootings. Uh-huh. And all that. My kids don't have to worry about that. Nothing happens. Nothing. They don't even have fights in school. It's so funny. I remember Simone came home last year. She was like, it was a fight at school. I was like, what happened? Oh, well, it was this one kid, and he was reading this book, and he said something about Pokemon, and the other kid hit him in the stomach, and everybody ran over and said, fight, fight, fight. And that was it. And I just started dying laughing. And don't get me wrong, you never hit another kid, but coming from where I came from, that's that's nothing. I've I've been places where people got shot. Like your own brother. Yeah, my brother was murdered. Okay. And it's like last year we went to a a basketball tournament in uh, Pennsylvania and everybody started running. Everybody ran doors, hysteria, everything. So um, it was a somebody pulled out a gun and everybody started running. So by the time he got to our court, it was just a thousand people just stampeding towards us. I never ran. And my daughter looked at me because we got the film. And they was like, why were you just standing there? And I was like, I've been places. I've been 10 feet away from somebody getting shot. I've run from book like I've seen. I know what it feels like. That's not a surprise to me. And she's just like, I can, and like everybody's crying, hysterical, whatever. And I'm not acting like I'm a tough guy. I'm not. I'm just saying, I've seen it before. So I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm trying to assess the situation. I'm looking around trying to see. I didn't see anybody with a gun. I didn't see a bunch of people running. Naturally, you supposed to run. I'm glad she ran. You know what I'm saying? But I never felt the threat. I've been in those situations. I've felt it before. It wasn't a shock to me. Unfortunately, I'm not trying to brag about it. That's just my experiences, and we all have different experiences. So I think that there's an important aspect of this entire Deshaun Watson story that I've touched on, but I think we would be doing a disservice if you and I didn't discuss it a little bit. We talked about the NFL being light on violence or any violation toward women. Mm -hmm. Women is the demographic that has been growing the most with the NFL. So you would think that it would be within their best interest to show women that they are supportive. Take ESPN, for example. If you say anything slightly derogatory toward women, it's an automatic suspension. Uh, once upon a time, Tony Kornheiser said that, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the woman, but she was wearing an outfit and he said she was too old to be wearing that outfit and looked like a sausage. He was suspended for two weeks. 
just like right out of the gate, they're like, we will not tolerate even the slightest sideway glance toward a woman because we're in such a male dominated industry that it'll get out of hand way too quickly if we allow the slightest thing. Right. And, and I applaud them for that. What is the NFL thinking? Ray Rice, for example. Ray Rice wasn't going to get any suspension at all until the videotape came until out. Until you saw the tape. Yes. And, and we know that in our society, seeing the tape is damning. Yes. But what the hell is going on? Like, But and I want to bring the, I want to touch on that, too. Okay. The Ravens knew what happened. It's, it's, they knew what happened. It was confirmed. But once the tape got out, that's when, that's when they had to take action. Because it would have been a black eye on us. If the tape never got out, then they nothing ever would have happened. And that's going back to the Texans. If Deshaun Watson never wanted to trade, if he'd be like, oh, I'm happy here, I'm going to stay here forever, we would have never known about any of this. Right. That's the key, and we know it. So that that's like that's cool to beat up on Deshaun Watson, but you got to beat up on NFL too. But see, people don't want to hear that. It's easy, it's easy to throw rocks at Deshaun Watson because we all love the NFL, but you can't do you can't have a whole a more high ground with the player and not with the league. You can't do it. And, <laughs> right. And that is the point that I'm trying to get at here, which is why in society in general, why do we not believe women? Why do we not protect women in situations like this? Why if new if you owned a company right now and you had somebody who was assaulting women on your staff would you not do something about that when you had that knowledge? Yes, because I don't have. A, I'm I'm black and white. I'm right now in the middle. Yeah, like it doesn't make a shred of sense to me that you would not take action against this. If I'm the Texans and I know this is going on, I want to get out ahead of it. Right. Like I, I understand winning games is important to you, but Texans suck anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so you might as well do the right thing. You ain't like you winning, so you might as well do the right thing and be able to sleep at night. And, and I realize that winning cures all in our society, but why are we doing it this way? Like, what? I, I, I cannot for the life of me understand why the NFL very clearly does not have women's best interest at the top of their mind. Because they care more about their product. E- even if you're worried about they your more product, product and they care more about revenue. Like, like, let's throw the morality out of this. Isn't it good for business to to believe women and to not allow things to happen to them and to come forward and say, "Hey, women, we got your back out there." Isn't that isn't that better for business than stories like these trickling out? You would think that. But look at all the owners. Look at the people who make it the rules. What are they? They're, They're all white men. men. They're all white men. And Sean so, Conn, <laughs> who's not a white man. Right. But majority. Yes. So until you get women in these leadership roles, I mean, it probably going to be, you know, the same. <sighs> yeah. NFL's got some work to do, don't they? Yeah. They do. But a, a lot of people go, hey, man, I ain't too in for this. I don't want 30 minutes of talk. I, I want, I'm listening to you all to get away from this stuff and all that. See, but that's not how I'm built. If you really want to have an engaging relationship with Newtster, then we need to talk about everything. And so, but a lot of people don't want to hear it. 
No, they don't. And want to be sheltered and hear only what they want to hear. And I get it. But here on the uh, JBD Big News Show, we talk about everything. So, and I understand that. I understand that there's going to be people that haven't listened this deep into the podcast. It, you know, it's we're 30 minutes in. It, it's going to happen, no matter what the topic is. And I also understand if a person just this is too heavy for them. It it makes sense. And this we do talk about everything, but we also keep it light the majority of the time. And I, I don't want people to be scared away because this is a football show. This is not a politics show. But this seems a little bit bigger than football to me. Yeah. Let's talk about the league. Why? We can't just talk about Buffalo and whether we win or lose and what's going on in training camp. Let's talk about issues that deal with the league. And and once again, I, I keep repeating this. And this ain't to uh, pat us on the back, but we're two educated people. So we're able to look at it holistically and everything. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think a lot of our, well, at least the people we engage with on Twitter are probably like-minded also. So we're, we're not made for everybody, and, that, and that's fine. <laughs> well, ultimately, we're all Bills fans. So that that's that's the unique thread. that. that well, we we're, we're like cousins, though. Yes. It's like cousins. Like, you ever, you ever, when you were a kid, got with your cousins that's from, like, out of town? Yes. They're family, but they're a little different because where they grew up at. Right. That's what we are as Bills fans. Yeah. We're, we're cousins. Like, we're family because we all root for the Bills, but we all come from different political backgrounds, different experiences. Yeah, we're a little different. Even me, I know I'm different. I know I talk different. I'm country. I'm from St. Louis. I say here and there. People laugh at that. I talk different than the people who are Rochester. It's, you know? One of the things that cracks me up is when your friends listen to the podcast and they're like, is that what he sounds like in real life? Oh, yes. They, it's so funny, man. They say that about you, man. Just say me really talk. I'm like, yeah, that's how he talks. Yeah. But it's like they hear your voice before they meet you. So all they hear is the voice. Right. And I'm like, oh, he's not professional. He's not that professional. He just sounds like that. He just got a professional voice. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I, I was working for a company and we had an office in in Mexico city. And I was hired as like the marketing director. And I, I was kind of handing out some directives when we would have all hands meetings. And this was before we were really doing video conferencing. So it was all uh, teleconference. And I flew down to the Mexico city office and they were all like looking at me strange. And mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, I, you know, what's going on? And, and this one dude is like, all right, I'll tell you what's going on here. We thought you were a lot different than you actually are. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, well, we had a, a nickname for you, which was uh, Vos de Dios. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, that means voice of God. And they're like, <laughs> And we thought you were like a really serious guy and probably like a really big dude. We didn't expect you to be like this silly little scrawny guy walking around making jokes all day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but by the way, one of the best compliments I've ever received, Vos de Dios. <laughs> Vos de Dios. That's tough. I know, right? <laughs> anyway. And that's fair. Yeah. I get it. But like I said, I mean, what the takeaway is, well, if you give Deshaun Watson a year, then we need to discuss something with the Texas owner. 
Yep. And I so think cool that, that is fair. Yeah. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> but if the Texas owner gets nothing, then yes, Deshaun Watson should get six games. That's fine. And he already set out all last year. Right. You know. So just don't throw him under the bus. Throw everything under the bus. That's that's what I'm stressing. Well, you know, it's it's a hundred percent clear that it's only if you mess with an owner's money are there any sort of repercussions. And you're about to see that with Washington Commanders. Exactly. A couple of quick things before we go. Yes. Quick hitters. Did you see the Deion Dawkins film? Yes, that is the oh, dream man. for every big man, is it not? Oh man, Explain he, was what rumbling, he was rumbling down the field. The ball got tipped and he picked it up. And obviously the defense didn't try to tackle him. They let him have his shine and the crowd went crazy. It reminds me of Sam Adams on cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated, man. I love it. I, I love it. I love it when the fat guys have, have the ball in their hands. Yes, I do. I, I love absolutely it. love it. And Deion Dawkins, the athlete that he is, enters the end zone and does a forward flip. Yeah, he did like a somersault, man. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. I don't like that. You too big. That's too much torque. That's too much weight coming down. Man. I don't like that. And then also, secondly, what about all the fights that's been going on in camp? Yesterday it was like three fights, and then obviously we know the Josh Allen, George Phillips one. What do you think about all the fights going on in camp? I like that there's intensity. I don't like that they're fighting. Right. Um, it's it's a waste of time. People can get hurt. Yes. And the other thing is you have to be teammates out there. Mm -hmm. And I understand that when you split people into groups, it is the human, the human condition to compete against people that are in a separate group from you, even if you're not in direct competition with each other. These guys should be going through the motions and figuring out their timing. Don't fight each other. Don't let it get to that point. And Josh Allen... Dude, you're the last guy I want getting involved with people. The season rides on your shoulders. Right. What are you going to do? Throw a punch, punch somebody in the helmet, break your hand? That would be the absolute worst and dumbest thing that could happen to a Buffalo Bills season. We know how physical Josh Allen plays the game. I get it. Um, he gets He's run to the end zone. He gets bumped a little bit. He takes exception to it. But he has to understand who he is in the stratosphere of the Bills organization and in the stratosphere of the whole league, you have to act like a small guy that can't get touched. Right. And okay. he barely got touched by Jordan Phillips. I know Jordan Phillips wasn't supposed to touch him at all. Right. But that was nothing. That was nothing. I have been but bumped did, worse than that on my way to bathrooms and bars. But did you see also the video he was making a run and he kind of tripped and fell? Like, I don't want to see him fall like anything. I don't want to see none of that. Okay. And then he played dead for half a second. That right. was really my heart stopped, and my heart stopped. <laughs> Mine <Right>. too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but before we go, man, I had to say R.I.P. When we lost one of the great Sunday, Bill Russell, the ultimate champion, the first um, African American to head not only an NBA team but any major sports team. Uh, civil rights activist. If you don't know about what this man did for our society. In sports and everything else, please look them up, man. The incomparable Bill Russell. We lost a great one on Sunday. So, yeah, we'll be back next week, you all, and uh, we'll have our predictions, and it'll be game week. All right, next week. We play next Saturday. So, tune in to the Jamie D. Big News Show. Hey, hey, hey.